Welcome to Black Girl Banter, a podcast where I, your favorite black girl, shoots the shit with my friends. And today I have a group of people that I just truly feel like are educated and can speak properly and who I really just trusted to have this conversation and I thought would bring some insightful dialogue to you guys. So if everyone would like to introduce themselves. That's my Instagram. Do I, you know, plug myself? Okay, yeah, my name is Carly. Good. My Instagram is it's Carly B with two Y's. Carly is spelled like C A R L Y. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, my name is Jabria. My Instagram is J A A underscore dot twenty one. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Carly, we were talking about some two Y's. <laughs> Baby, it got two Y's. <laughs> you got an underscore and a dot. Well, I, I could not put that. Everything else was taken. I had to add a little splash in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> now you know ain't nobody take Jabria. Nobody else's Jabria. name is Jabria. No. Did, whatever. Right, next person. Next, next caller. <laughs> um, my name is Kayla. My Instagram is Cosmic with a K. And then it's Cosmic K with two Y's. My name is Xavier, and, like, my Instagram is Notzay, N-O-T-Z-A-Y. Period. Period. Okay, so our quote for this episode is, it is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and protect each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Our chains. Amen. (laughs) And that comes from Asada Shakur. You need to address her. And I really, honestly... But I really, um, I chose this because I felt like it speaks to now. I really like the part where she says we must love each other and protect each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Because I feel like so many Black people right now are just angry, as we should be. I mean, now is a very tense time. You know, we have been through a lot over these last 400 years Mm -hmm. like we also have to remember to have compassion and to like really you know just love on each other a little bit harder right Mm -hmm. now because we honestly don't have anything to lose but our chains like forget the capital forget all the other trivial things like we have to fight for the the bigger picture and that is fighting for justice for peace that's the point I think you said it really well yeah you you kind (laughs) of kind of hit the nail on the head (laughs) I I really tried. Kind of like not my first, not my first day on the job, you know. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) so I guess we can like just roll right into the conversation. So today we'll be talking about um, all things Black Lives Matter, racism, police brutality, allyship, all of that. So we got first things first. I just want to ask how you guys are like how how are you feeling like what what's tea i i'm just very like the energy i feel like is like mad crazy in the world right now and then it's crazy because mm. like you still have to kind of go about your day but like in the back mm-hmm. of your mind you know that like basically i feel like a revolution is happening yeah they're yes. like like i'm at work and i'm still doing my job but like people are protesting less than 30 minutes away from me and like mm-hmm. i kind of want to go like join that and it's just it's crazy to be able to witness it and know like one day i'll be talking to my kids about this like how my dad talked to me about things and it's just like i don't know it's it's scary but it's also like exciting like it's like that feeling like my gut of like 
what's gonna happen next like i can't wait to see like where this goes i really think it's gonna be like a whole revolution i think like the definition of what it means to be a black person in america is definitely about to change for sure i don't think we letting up it's I, not don't, I don't think so either we're like, not right, letting up like like how those protests happened when like trayvon martin got shot and um when mike brown when everything happened to him like those i feel like at a certain point people kind of looked at that conversation was like yeah it happened like okay what's next but like how it feels now it feels like yeah this is happening like we have to do something like we have to do something like the nfl is like changing their guidelines like you're seeing like ads on twitter instagram amazon like it's just crazy to see how the world is like finally joining the conversation yeah like Mm -hmm. like you got all 50 states and continents Literally, like, the whole world is behind Yeah, like, Canada's not a continent, but Canada right. is having their own protest. Like, you never hear from Canada. Like, exactly. Canada is, like, they like, the sweet little stepchild. Canada is Yes, like, they was, nah, they, they, was it up. they was quiet during Ebola. They was quiet during COVID-19. They didn't say much when Trump got elected. But now they're shutting down half a city block in Toronto. Like, yeah, I think it really just goes to show like how many people across the world can feel the movement. Like yes. there are black people everywhere, so Feeling it's not just like yes. in the United right. States where this is a problem. This is a problem literally everywhere, everywhere in the world. Yes, so that's why so many people can feel it. Yeah. And I feel like also, like, now that we're older and we're starting to do, like, our own research right. and we're starting to have experiences of our own, we're starting to pay more attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, our, like, although, like, we were, like, you know, age 11, you know, when Trayvon Martin was killed, we were, like, we saw it happen. Right. But, like, now that we're able to vote and now that we're able, like, people are starting to pay attention to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And starting to see us as young adults, I feel like even more now, like, our voices are being heard. And like you said, Carly, like... There are black people everywhere. Yes. So it's right. like, it's more than just like a United States problem. There's racism everywhere. everywhere. Like you see it, everywhere. like black people experience it everywhere. And like, as we're having mm. these Black Lives Matter like movements happening here, like I've seen a lot of stuff happening over in like the UK. Yep. Like they have, London. they always talk about how, you know, they're more accepting of people, but they have all lives matter peoples over there and like <laughs> blue lives matters and mm-hmm. they're, you know, having to deal with the same problems that we're having to deal with over here. Yep. So it just goes to show that we're not alone. Like yeah. black people of all walks of life, even in places like London, how they're joining in on the conversation, like the conversation is being, it's being widened to more than just black people. Like you're realizing it's people of color period like mm-hmm. and now people right. are seeing like this has always been a problem like now you're actually having people sit down and rethink some of the things that they said like, yeah because like right. for me like as soon I remember when Trayvon Martin died like I didn't really understand why it was like crazy but like mm-hmm. the pack that like it's the same pack of Skittles I eat and like that's what he had in his right. hand like like, that's what he was killed with. And then Mike Brown happened. And then Tamir Rice, who, like, looked just like my younger brother. Like, to see that happening, I think it just made me think of, like, I can't not right, join right. this movement. And I think that's what it's doing for a lot of people. Like, even people that we went to school with and people that we know, like, they're you're seeing, like, I don't know if y'all know Joe. He didn't really talk, like, our freshman year. But now he's, like, protest, like, speaking, on, speaking on his things. You know, like, really becoming, like, a black man. And I'm like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. I was about to, I was about to ask. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. 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 I don
hold up, Joe. Yes, it was no. it was giving. No, oh, that's Joe, cute, yeah, right? Joe black. But Joe's black. black. Okay, I'm like, just, I'm like. Oh no, I was just saying, like, just to see that happening and know that he's not the only person going through that transformation. Like, I'm going through that trend. Like, everybody is kind of seeing, like, wow, this is bigger than me. This is bigger mm-hmm. than. This is bigger than the right. friends that we go to school with. This is like for our cousins, our nieces and nephews that we're gonna have one day, or like our children we're gonna have one day. Like, I just think it's wonderful that like we all get to live this and then we get to live it with who we're living it with yeah I think we all understand that like we have the power Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that our generation really embodies and really like understands is that we have the power we can we can really incite change if we want to if we all unite and we work for a common goal a common purpose like this is something that we can do but lately honestly I feel like I've been feeling a combination of things, like so many emotions Mm -hmm. in one day. It's like, Jesus Christ. One second, I'm feeling like liberated. I'm just empowered. I'm like, yeah, you know, black lives matter. And then the next second, I'm like super overwhelmed. Like, I just feel like there's too much happening at once. Like, like I saw a tweet um, last night and it was like, Wow, I could not have made it through slavery because I can't do slavery <laughs> years of this. And I definitely agree. Like yeah. waking up to a new chaos every day, like oh my gosh, every five seconds, even like not being on Twitter right now, I feel like I'm missing. <laughs> right, something. like literally, it's crazy I take a nap and it's like, like <laughs> what's going on now? Who who protesting? No, who out here? Who, who getting canceled? Like you take a nap, you a wake lot. up and they protesting in Japan. You like what? Like, right, <laughs> or like you take a nap and then you turn on CNN and like the whole world yes. is burning down. Like, baby, what? How do we get here? Like, wh- what's the context? Like, it's it's yeah. just a lot right now to be a black person in America. I, I like. hope it's that just, like over the course of time, like the conversation is like, okay, well, how are how is our black youth taking care of their mental health now? Like, because I had to learn mm-hmm. how to like sometimes I just have to right. step away from Twitter, Instagram, all that because it's like. Yeah, I want to stay updated, but I don't want to drain myself to where I can't do what I need to do. Like, mm-hmm. because, yeah, it's happening in the world, but, like, I still have to make sure that I'm doing what I have to do as a black person, as a young black woman, make sure I'm successful in what I have to do. But it's like, dang, I just want to, like, I just want to go yell. I just want to cry. Like, I just want to feel what what those right. families are feeling. Like, to know that that's how you got taken away from me, like, I just it's just crazy and I I really hope that like people learn how to kind of step away from social media just a little bit so that they can like recoup yeah you know what I'm saying like bounce back so that they're able to handle that and that's Mm -hmm. I I just hope that that doesn't like turn out bad to where it's like wow now you have a bunch of traumatized young kids who don't know how to handle it and then like we yeah like we already came into this kind of like with anxiety and some people like dealing with depression and like childhood trauma and like now you're like wow how am I supposed to handle this and I thought just my everyday life was bad but now my people are dying around me like it's just I hope people learn how to balance that and I I don't want black people to feel like you know because I I think personally sometimes I feel this way but I don't want black people to feel like you know we we if we're not at the forefront of the conversation Mm -hmm. or if we're not you know engaged all the time or if we're not like you know out here in these streets (laughs) that you know we're failing or something like you can definitely take a second to really hone in on your mental and like really just 
breathe and do the things that you need to do. Like if you can't, you know, be active on social media, if you need to take a social media break or if you can't, right. you know, watch the news, please try to stay informed right. in some way. But like if you need to do something for yourself that you won't, you know, be mentally, emotionally, physically unhealthy or exhausted, exactly. I said do it. Like yeah. especially right now. Please do it. Please do it. So moving on, um, I wanna ask you guys, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you? So if you can give like just a quick definition, we can go like person by person. Everybody just say like what they think it means. To me, Black Lives Matter I feel like includes all black lives of all different walks of life as far mm-hmm. as, you know, um, straight black lives, um, male black lives, female black lives, non-binary black lives, gay mm-hmm. black lives, lesbian black lives, like disabled black lives, all black lives, because I feel like, you know, although there are a lot of black people in different groups, at the end of the day, we are all black people. Right. And I feel like um, we mm-hmm. all deserve to grow up, to have, you know, those monumental moments of graduating, getting married, having kids, all that stuff. And I, I don't feel like that should be taken away from any one of us exactly. just because of our skin color. And I feel like, you know, especially at this moment in time, you know, we need as much unity as we possibly can get. I know there have been times where, you know, We've turned against each other for our religious re- reasons or whatever, maybe. But I feel like at this point in time, um, us together is like the strongest thing ever. Yeah. And we need each other more than anything right now. So, um, I mean, I completely agree with what Cable said with how when you say Black Lives Matter, you need to be talking about all Black lives. Exactly. Like it doesn't matter what someone looks like or what their sexual orientation is, you know, if they have disabilities. Because at the end of the day, we're targeted based on our skin color. They don't care about your sexuality. They don't care mm-hmm. um, if you have a disability. There was literally, um, I don't know if you guys saw the video. It was a long time ago, not too, too long ago, but um, where the man, he was a caretaker for the aut- autistic boy. And he was a little bit mm-hmm. older, but he was playing with one of his um, toys and the police shot the caretaker. And he asked him, why did you shoot me? And they literally couldn't give a reason. Like, the boy was playing and it was just so scary to see because they can shoot anybody because of the color of their skin. And it's really, um, it's really sad because I just realized how people with disabilities feel like, especially people who are deaf Mm -hmm. and they can't communicate with the police. That's so scary. Yeah. So when you say black lives matter, it's just that simple. Black lives matter. You need to be talking about all black lives. Period. That's all I have to say on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like when I hear Black Lives Matter, when I say it, like just like Kayla and Carla, like, I feel like it's inclusive to anybody who looks like me, especially even if we don't know each other. Because when I look at somebody, obviously the first thing I'm going to see is if they're white or if they're black. And no, that doesn't affect how I make decisions, but it's like you just get a different feeling of comfortableness when you see somebody who looks like you and you know that mm-hmm. they question their surroundings just like how you do when you walk into a building. You're like, they, they have certain memories that you do too. And it's like, you have to make sure everybody is protected. And I feel like sometimes even in our own community, like when we say Black Lives Matter, we don't recognize that it is our gay black men. It is our queer black men. It's our transgender black men and women. Like it's everybody. And just the fact that we have to say that to people is sad in itself. Like, of course, when I say Black Lives Matter, I'm talking about everybody. But like some people really don't see that. Like they really right. don't. 
they really don't process that. And I think that's just like heartbreaking. But when I say Black Lives Matter, I mean everybody who looks like me. Like if you're black, like you matter to me. Like whether or not you accept your blackness or not. Like I know, like I've known some black people who literally don't feel comfortable being black because they're not around people who look like them. You know what I'm saying? Like usually surrounded by Caucasian people or like that's where they grew up and so it's mm-hmm. like and they don't understand exactly, yeah, they don't know how that to, their skin color holds power yeah, like, they don't understand mm-hmm. that being black holds power like when they leave that area that they're in their life's going to be different because they're going to be surrounded by other black people like that's kind of how mm-hmm. it was for me when I moved to Florida like I'm from Connecticut like like when I moved down here I was like this is nice like this is nice this is nice flavor in the air like (laughs) and it's like and it's like people say black lives matter I feel like they should be talking about all of that like every black person black people who maybe don't want to accept their blackness like they're just going through their own thing but when we have to come together and protect each other we have to protect each other like we have to be together because otherwise nobody is going to take you serious like you're not going to put a heavy thing on a broken shelf you're not going to trust that shelf you're not going to take that shelf serious like i'm being analogy i'm crying like that's how people go into it like that's why every time you try to have a conversation with a white person, they're like, well, isn't there black-on-black crime? And you're like, but that's not what we're, we're not talking about that right now. We're not. I'll handle my people. You handle yours. Like, like we're talking about the violence against Thank a certain you. group of people. And not because they're, they're actually dangerous or they're actually committing crimes. It's literally because of how they look. The color of yeah, and, like, the subconscious fear that that white people have put into their children generation after generation. And, like, I really don't think, like, racism will truly ever end. I really just think, like, Black people, we're going to find our own stronger way to fight it. Like, this is just the beginning of everything that we're doing. But, yeah. Yeah. Everyone more or less hit everything that I was going to say. So it's kind of, I'm just going to keep it short. But I'm more so going to address Black Lives Matter in relation to, quote, unquote, all lives matter. Black Lives Matter shouldn't be like a term of confrontation or like it, it's not exclusionary either. Cause like, of course, everyone knows, quote unquote, all lives matter. But right now it's just black lives are being impacted in a disproportionate rate at, when it's compared to pretty much any other race. But people, when they hear Black Lives Matter, I don't know if it's because they're insecure uh, because of what them and their ancestors did or whatever, but <laughs> just because okay i'm gonna use this analogy that i saw on instagram the other day so you get shot in your leg or whatever and you're asking someone for help which is what the black people are doing we just got shot in our legs or whatever and then you ask someone for help and then they're like what about my leg it's like bro you didn't get to just get shot in your leg. Exactly. Like, read the room yeah, for real. <laughs> like, honestly read the room pay attention figure like because that's honestly what aggravates me is like non-black people right now who are trying to I don't like, know, like, make this, yes. uh, or, like, make this an everybody issue, and I feel like it is an everybody issue, but it's also not the time for you to try to shove exactly. other things into it, like, now is not the time for you to try to dilute the movement, talking about, oh, well, where was all of this when ICE was, we were there, like, maybe, why we were weren't you doing it, maybe, the same, <laughs> why were you also protesting, 
the same Alvarez was there. Like, what are you talking about? All of these things were yeah. happening then. So it's like, were you not paying right. attention? Were you talking about it? Like, did you open your mouth and open your <laughs> purse? So. Probably I don't not. think so at all. So, and black people do not have to fight every exactly. Black people don't have to fight anybody's issues. Okay, exactly. we don't have to fight nothing but our own issues. They feel some type of way because you're saying black right. lives matter. Which like, is wild. Well, what, what is that supposed to mean? Is my life not like? And also, like, racism shouldn't be, like, controversial. And by that, I mean, like, you know, controversy, it's like, you know, there's always a contradicting opinion. Like, there's always Mm -hmm. these two opinions. I feel like racism is wrong, period. It shouldn't be a discussion where we have to discuss well or maybe. There's no no well or maybe. Racism is racism and it's bad, period. So someone's race and their like sexuality is not something that's up for debate it's like right mind your motherfucking right. business right. <laughs> period mind the business that pays you and i think that kind of goes into allyship because i think you know we all have people in our circles or in our like right. friend groups that are not black um so what do you guys think allyship looks like like how do you how do you propose that, you know, non-Black people either choose to stand behind or beside Black people during this time? Like, what, what, is, a, what is a good ally? For um, a good ally is somebody who doesn't try to make the, make the cause theirs. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't try to, they don't try to get too hands-on because right. they're not coming with it at the same passion that Black people are. You know what I'm saying? But, like, if they take their time to learn, right. to try to understand and then better themselves and then come back and, like, okay, how can I be a better person for my black friends so that they don't feel like in any way I ever disrespect them? Like, that's the best thing you can do while being close to me. Because mm-hmm. I don't want you to be like, yeah, let's go protest. Yeah, let's go do this. Because you don't have the same fire that I do. You won't understand why mm-hmm. you just you just know you it's wrong the that's all you know you just know it's so... wrong but like you don't know the fear of getting pulled over and like shaking because you don't know what's gonna happen like you don't you can't really understand that so it's like don't try to because then I just feel like now you're trying to be like funny like now you're trying to be sarcastic with you know what I'm saying like when somebody apologizes just because you asked them to apologize yeah. to exactly you don't understand the exactly. I just feel like as an ally the best thing you can do Please, is understand how I feel why I feel give me the space to feel and then teach yourself educate yourself yourself mm-hmm. emphasis on yourself do all of that exactly. education all that is on your own end exactly. not text your black friend don't text me and, <laughs> and ask me about racism or yeah, don't text like, me don't and think i'm about to explain me being snatched off the shores of africa <laughs> to you baby you you went through them same history classes in high exactly. school middle school and elementary school that i went through <laughs> baby you know what slavery is like two plus two it definitely makes four. Exactly. You have two and two. Mm-hmm. I need you to put them together. Exactly. Right? And it's not up to me to put them together for you. Like, what do I look like? No. I think it's definitely important for non-Black people, like you said, to also listen to the Black people around you. Amplify Black voices. Amplify exactly. your Black friends, your Black content creators, Black businesses that you know of. Like, exactly. Put other Black people at the mm-hmm. forefront. When you not, can, support a Black business. for you right you know, now. Just don't, back like, up try to make it I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes yeah, people go like, oh yeah sure. I'm gonna donate to a black a black business and then tell my black friends about it so that mm-hmm. they know that I did my exactly, good deed for so the that they know I'm a part of the cause 
don't do that. Like the performative, it has exactly. to go. Exactly, because I'm, so per- so I'm so sick of seeing people perform for social so media much out there, and it's crazy because it's like, why do you even wake up and think about doing that? Like, why do you wake up and say, oh, I'm gonna go to did y'all see There's that lady that pretended to be building? Um, yeah, build, had people take pictures of her and everything. Yes, building mm-hmm. a building up a wall, like, and she was like, "Oh, thank you," and just like walked away. And I was like, "I just don't see how you exactly. could do that." Like, you literally see the issues at hand, and yet you're choosing to capitalize exactly. off of it. Like, this is my life. We're exactly. Talking about. How just lame as hell, weird as and hell. And like, how hell, many people honestly. actually liked that picture and then thought that person? was genuinely thrilled. was dead ass out there on the field like no bitch <laughs> you hopped out your right, bed, yeah, bed. Or that one and then hopped like right waiting for the protesters like, to walk by then jumped out and took a picture in like this whole gown and heels like like you look a mess i'm reporting the picture life is not your exactly photo shoot, it's reported it's not. exactly this is not Coachella, like, right? <laughs> that part. Your white ass, Sit Jackson. Oh, black ass. Can we talk about how these white girls are getting on here talking about if you suck sexualizing. black, you need to be talking about why my baby. sexualizing the movement? Why are you why? sexualizing the movement? And just why because... are you dumbing black men down to a sexual exactly. organ? Exactly. Two penises, like girl. <laughs> <laughs> you look a mess. Take that shit down, okay? Throw that shit in the trash, friend. Exactly. That's not what you. We not. That's not what we ask you to do. Please, if you can protest, please go protest. But do not be out here in these streets just doing stupid ass shit, okay? Go to the protests that are organized by Black people as well as non-Black people, but especially Black people. Oh yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if you live in a different area, like. March with us, stand stand in front of the police, okay? Block these um rubber bullets and this pepper spray yeah. from the black people. Those, that those is people what allies did that in um, like Kentucky. Like, they lined up in front of the protesters. Yeah. And it's so sick because they, the like, we can literally see exactly. that they're not touching. Yes, they, like, there's a video, and, like, as soon as they stood, the police, like, started retreating their line. I was like, what? Like, that's all it takes? Like, they're, they can do so much, but they just be out here acting stupid. stupid. And, like, it's crazy because, like, now people are making the protests and, like, you have people coming trying to incite violence. Like, people are literally mm-hmm. coming, starting to throw shit at buildings, like, starting to argue with the police. Like, I'm following it on Twitter and, like, you can see, like, people are like, yes, like, I just saw this policeman and this white guy. Like, they're just sitting there arguing and, like, it just got out of hand for no reason. It's like, why, why, though, like? It's really that hard for white people in general to just kind of accept the concept that black people just want to do well for themselves. Like, we just want to walk outside and not be persecuted because our skin looks different. And why is it so hard to give that to them? Like, that's a basic right. Like, I don't just walk up to a white person and be like, F you and your skin. I mean, now I do, but, like, before, like, <laughs> before, like, I never, <laughs> exactly, like, right, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it's so sad. Goal, but now like, it is. This isn't how I, this isn't how we want to grow up living our lives. But like, this is what it is now, and this is how it has to be. And you just gotta roll with it, cause you're not finna get, you're not finna get bitched by no white person, like. <laughs> right. And then <clears throat> on the other like side of that, I think Black Lives Matter. To kind of go back to like what it means, like definitions and stuff. I think Black Lives Matter. It's important that we all took the time to really say exactly. that Black it's about Lives unity, it's about community, yep. like it's about all of us protecting each other. And I think 
since all of this has happened, there's been conversations about, you know, the erasure of those who mm-hmm. are not cisgender, straight black men in these conversations and, you know, do not benefit from patriarchy. And, you know, people like me feel the outrage for black lives exactly. that are subconsciously filtered based on sexual preferences or anatomy or, you know, what their jobs were. And I feel like that is so wild because we can't, we cannot seek change and exactly. really stand for black lives if you don't mean all black lives. If you don't mean protect all black bodies, sweetie. Like, when, when I say Black Lives Matter, I'm, I'm talking about Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Tony McDade. I'm talking about Rudis Kochinski-Paquette in Canada. Exactly. Like, I'm talking about all of those people that also deserve to be at the forefront. And it's wild for me that, like, a lot of, literally all three of those names have been erased from a lot of these different posts, a lot of, you know, these different exactly. threads. Like, you, there's no information on it's any just, of them. And it's just wild to me. Like, yeah. please, stand and shoot. Stand for everyone. Like, you know, of course I fight right. for George Floyd. Of course I fight for Ahmaud Arbery. Of course I fight for Jamie Johnson. Fight for those you know, who, do, who, who don't, don't have, have videos or who don't look have that them. same like, outrage. Like, it's like, crazy they to know that justice. there's so many names that we haven't even heard of and that we won't ever hear of. And I just like, you can't be a part of exactly. the Black Lives Matter movement if you're not ready to include all Black people. Like, you can't come into the conversation homophobic thinking that because a Black man chooses to be with another man that that automatically discredits any of his opinions, like be valuing your life and you're doing exactly what the white man is doing to you. So it's like, can you really, I just want to know who the fuck gave them the right (laughs) to tell people that they didn't matter. Like, oh, you're gay, so you don't matter. You're not a part of this. Where does your opinion, shut your ass up, okay? Shut your ass up. That's what you said, shut your ass up. I I truly feel like the Black Lives Matter movement will not be taken as serious as we wanted to until we work in our own community. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's serious right now, but, like, for it to, I feel like, to really have ripple effects across people who may not be able to even get involved into the conversation, like, we have to start, we have to start treating each other better. Like, not even talking about, like, black-on-black crime, because that's always been, that's that's always been a thing. Crime is just a thing, period. We can't, we can't micromanage everybody's decisions. But, like, as a community, when we say Black Lives Matter, we truly have to work on including everybody, becoming a community, like, unifying just by the simple fact that we look alike, so we have to take care of each other. And then people really feel, like, that power of, like, wow, like, they can put aside their differences. And that black on black crime yeah. shit, like, so literally. Okay, exactly. that shit is a mess. That is something that white people gave y'all, black people, and y'all have taken this shit and ran with it. Like, first of all, for you to even be perpetuating any bullshit that, um, oh my god, Tommy whatever her bitch ass god. says, for you to spread anything that she says and use the verbiage that she uses, you are clearly a piece of garbage. Exactly. And I feel like you're not doing enough research and really paying attention to what you're saying. Yes, black on black crime exists, but it doesn't exist even more. Community That's on life. community like, crime like, is just like, what it is. Black people happen to live together 
you know, more often black people have, we have the numbers, we're the majority minority. So of course, statistics mm-hmm. look like, you know, we have more exactly. crime, but it doesn't happen black at black an accelerated rate. It's, it's One the thing same. about it, so that... niggas ain't killing niggas because we are niggas. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like, that's not happening. That's not happening for the whole argument It's literally right not happening. No, on top of it, baby. No, that like, coming, it's, right. it's just like, and then people say, well, there's black on black crime. They say it's like an excuse of like, well, I can kill you because y'all already kill yourselves. It's like, why would you? Why do you come to that that reasoning? Like, how how is that how you ration it in your head? That's not you like crime is crime. Period. Because we don't we don't go commit a crime and be like I'm just gonna kill them because they're black. Like Carly said, like we don't do that. Like when you see black on black crime, is somebody robbing because exactly. they gotta eat, they gotta feed their family. Or it's just that's all they know, you know what I'm saying? It's like if there's a big populate a big black population in that particular area, they're going to be over police. Exactly. We see that all the time. Mm-hmm. That they're going that they're going to be police on every corner, just yep. simply just driving by just to see if there's something that's going to pop off. Exactly. And you have to think about they're not going to be over here in these white communities because it's been deemed that these white communities don't have as much violence exactly. or they're not you know, they're not over here robbing each other. But that's like what you know, society has put out into the world that, you know, that these black communities are just extremely violent. But at the end of the day, you have to think about it. Of course, you know, the records that, number one, the government puts out, but you can't believe everything that the government puts out. I don't understand why people don't believe that. (laughs) But the records that they put out, of course, the numbers are going to be high because where are these police officers sitting their cars at? Where are they parking their cars at? in black communities Check so black i don't understand why people black haven't grasped Check. that idea yet and but. i'm so sick of hearing white people say they're uneducated they're animals da, 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 da. first of all <laughs> because i'm sitting here on the phone with <laughs> graduates so okay. what are you talking okay. about <laughs> like, and nothing's uneducated over here push your ass, so one thing about it like don't try it don't mm-hmm. and but then there's also been black people who have been trying to talk about this uneducated you know we have celebrities or whoever coming out and saying that the protesters are animals for looting or really just showing signs of frustration right. and anger exactly it's people who come in it's the cops who come in and sit stacks of bricks in the middle of the road like first of all why would you do that like throwing just tear gas for no reason like something. that video it happened right in jacks too it was that day that y'all had went to the protest people were on the bridge and JSO, he, like, ran up to the crowd and just threw tear gas. And I'm like, everybody was really just looking. Why would you throw that? And, but no people reason. still choose to ignore that. And it's like, no you, you can't possibly feel like you are sane enough to even join this conversation. So I'm just going to ignore you. Like, why? The racists have showed me that they will stay racist, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. You, and it's like, it's crazy because the police, if you actually go to a protest, you'll yes. see that, like, the police yeah. do mm-hmm. poke the bear. Like, they poke the bear over and over and over <laughs> yeah. again. You keep poking me, you don't think I'm going to bite your ass? Like, you keep playing with me, and it's going to piss me off. Like, especially if, exactly. you know, black people are already angry. We're already tired. We're already frustrated. And then you keep fucking with us. So it's only so much that we're going to take. And then, you know, exactly. we may throw a couple bricks like, at you because you keep playing. Like, and it's honestly what's getting the attention. Like, it's what's getting these these. CNN exactly. coverages and all this other stuff. So do it. Like honestly, do it because these brands don't give a fuck about us. So don't like them. But if you have to, 
Give me a Gucci bag. Yeah, take all that shit. I don't Last care. Classy Last time I said Gucci did right. black. No, for real. Hello. Like all these other luxury brands or whatever the fuck. Honestly, the only reason these artists or celebrities, whatever the fuck they want to call themselves, influencers, the only reason why they care so much about it is because exactly. it's separating your black ass from whiteness. Now all of these black people have access to the same shit that you Different. made f- that you yeah. feel like made yep. you, yeah. you know, over the top or ma- honestly made you different. Exactly. And now it's like, no, we got it. Exactly. We got right. bags too. We got Cartier bracelets too, baby. Like it's not just exactly. you. So now you you've lost that access to whiteness. You've lost that privilege. You don't feel, you know, you don't feel as empowered because you put all of your power into your money, into the material, into all these luxury brands when <laughs> all that shit can be snapped exactly. from you and your black and ass you, go, and you, black. you think all these like, officers know you who you are, are? Very much so it don't even matter on your head you know, right you're me. Like, all these people do not know who you are you are a black man you are like, a black man. literally do not matter <laughs> and you're two steps away from putting up a no. ghost army so you may want to be humble no baby because one you thing about it we write your because so please check who you talking to literally every everything that finds itself like doing well a black person has had their hand in. Like, put them on. Black people put everybody, everybody on, literally. This is our culture. Like, white people love them like, some soul food. But, like, the origin <laughs> of soul food literally came from slaves coming together on their one day off and having, like, having unique moments. Like, the one time. Community making exactly. something out of nothing. Like, we did that in the turn of, like, the worst 400 years anybody could have ever experienced but now you got like big old billy bob over here enjoying his plate of fried chicken and he don't even really know like the pain that came with it like it's like y'all gotta stop like y'all have to stop trying to ignore that we built this shit like this is us and if we want to burn it down we gonna fucking burn it down because guess what we'll just build it up again like and this is this i can't wait to see i can't wait to see what the world's gonna look like in like five years Cause like this is, I feel like this is a very pivotal pivotal moment. Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be all this energy in the air. Like people coming together, and fighting for like fighting like this. Like you can't just tell me this is just gonna die down and we're not gonna ever talk about this again. Like somebody's gonna write about this. Somebody's gonna write about the protests in 2020. We're living in history book moments. Like literally every day. Like probably that picture you got. On the Jesus back of the van, Christ. where they handcuffing you and you looking, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, no. you better frame that. Like you gotta frame that. I'm framing that bit. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> God. Be <laughs> first of all, fuck Kylie's story, baby. I was like, boy, they better not mess with Carly no more. This girl has been arrested. She has my ass. About that. Carly, if you kind of want to, like, tell your story. Because, you know, we went to the protest together. But, you know, you just took an extra step and decided (laughs) to go to jail. Baby, I got He decided to just leave the group and go ahead and get incarcerated. Literally. (laughs) So tell tell the people your story, Rosa. Okay, so basically, (laughs) basically, me and Kiana and... um, Three of our friend, three of our other friends, and my dad. Yeah. We went to the protest here in Jacksonville, and it's downtown, um, in front of the jail. And we're protesting, 
you know, things are getting a little out of hand. For one, to start off, we were very peaceful. Like, the protest was mm-hmm. very peaceful. It was peaceful that whole day. Exactly. Whole and then, day. around, like, 6 o'clock, the police are the ones who, like we already said, they're the ones who are inciting riots and inciting violence. So they're throwing tear gas. And I hadn't eaten the whole day. And I wasn't, I wasn't really drinking a lot. So I'm sitting on the ground and they're moving in. I guess trying to keep people in a certain area so yeah. they can see them all at one time. But that wasn't needed at all because we were being peaceful regardless. And so they're moving in and I'm sitting on the ground. My sign is on my legs, but that doesn't mean anything because bitch is peaceful. So what's the deal? (laughs) And um, next thing I know, I don't even get a warning. I don't get a move. I don't get a get up. They grab me up off the ground and put me in handcuffs. And the whole time he's taking me to the van, he's saying, you know what you were doing. You know you could go to jail, da 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 da. I'm like, sir, listen. I don't give a fuck about none of that because I'm about to throw up right here. If you don't let me the hell go. If you don't let me the hell go. So I get to the van and, you know, the only thing that could really go through my mind, like it wasn't fear. It wasn't so much fear. It was just, don't let these police officers kill me and nobody be able to find out. Please know we would have definitely turned Jacksonville upside the fuck down. The streets of Jacksonville would have been on fire if you would literally the streets of Tallahassee would have been on fire. Okay, fam, you Twitter Northern Florida, Northern Florida would have been lit up. They literally would have had to like contain everybody because they would have lit this shit up. Because for one, I'm all of 124 pounds. I do. <laughs> who is afraid of me? Like, be for real. What what violence am I gonna incite? So I ended up getting arrested right. and I got charged with full assembly. Me at one twenty four and eighteen years old is a supposedly inciting riot. Supposedly in a place that I'm not I'm supposed right. to be, and I'm getting my First Amendment right taken from me. Exactly. Just because they don't like how I look, mind you, there are white people who were throwing things at the police. They were pushing them. Like, they're literally getting an actual physical, like, harm with them. But I'm sitting on the ground, and I'm a threat to you. On the ground. On the ground. So that's my story on what happened at the protest. For me, it was really just, like, it was upsetting to see. Upsetting to experience. Because no no (laughs) 18-year-old black girl. Because if you can't peacefully protest, what the hell can you do? Like, like, no 18-year-old black girl should have to go out there and fight for her life. And then exactly. you you literally go against everything that I'm protesting. I'm sitting here protesting police brutality, and you're going to do police brutality to me? Make it make sense. I'm me and my homegirls, like, literally, not even as a joke. Like, <laughs> no, like, they went hard. They y'all went know, hard. Um, the people who are listening, y'all know um, Corey and Decora from our my first episode, but... We were all like, oh, we Nina were too. Crying. I, oh, locked. yeah, and like, Nina got locked up. Nina yeah. was in the first episode um, as well. Free up. Nina. Well, she's free yeah, now. She but. was. But um, for them to say to me, because I was asking, you know, why are my friends being arrested? Like, why were Nina and Carly being arrested? And this man is going to say out of his mouth, if you didn't want to be arrested, you shouldn't have been mm. here. Um, That's kind of the point of me being here is to tell you right. to stop harshly policing me for no reason. Like, are you dumb? Are you actually dumb? And then it's crazy because it's like, it's really the black officer. Oh Hello. God, like, it don't make no sense. Home, home girl from the protest, whatever day that was, 
she was going the hardest the whole day. Like she was on her asses the whole day. And then it was when the National Guard show up, her black ass went to the back and suited and booted and put on some type of little SWAT gear. And she thought she was doing Dang. something like, girl, they sit your black ass down, okay? Because if you was on my side, they would have definitely snatched that face oh. off of your head and you would have oh. been on the floor, baby. Like, you have been on the ground. So you need to remember who it you're just, fighting like, for. Please. It's just sad because being in jail, you can see these because outside okay people can record people can see but when you're in jail there's nobody to stop them from harming you or from keeping you like in cuffs or doing something to you they're not supposed to be doing because nobody is checking them and the whole thing with my whole issue is how can you take you can find things to charge people with that oppress them for their rights like the amendments that we're supposed to go exactly why is that we're supposed to get Exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense. How can you tell me I have the freedom of speech, but yeah, I can get charged with unlawful assembly? Like, hello. Like, it if just I doesn't can, make sense to exactly. me. Exactly. If I can say what I want to say, freedom and of assembly, do what I want to like, do, like, how are you going to tell me that, oh, now you're getting charged with, like, basically a felony because I'm doing that? Like, what? Why? And then slap somebody with a seven hundred fifty-two yes, dollar bail. Like it was like, you know. Of course, we, you know, we put the money yeah. together. It was nothing. Right, it's but still, you but shouldn't have to. Exactly. Or... It's just the principle. Like, if me and my friends exactly. say we're going to protest, we shouldn't have to have bail funds set up just in case. Right. Because we're just I shouldn't be protest. scared oh, to like, like express how I feel. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. I shouldn't have to run to social media for justice. Like that's the crazy part for me. It's like I should not. Have have to pray that something was recorded because like oh you know if it wasn't recorded then it's exactly. against the police and my word against their it's like, literally a racist system like, against other races like you can't there's no building off of that if the Bro. whole system is racist then how do you fix it the whole foundation of the police what it meant to be a cop was to round up runaway slaves like when people like love to forget that like Cops were not built to serve and protect. They were built to get your ass back on the plantation. Like, <laughs> like stop. The, the exactly. system was not stop made for black people to succeed. So exactly. there's no there's no reform system. You can't reform a system that was built exactly. for an entire body of people. It it was literally built for their demise. Exactly. So there's no reform the system. Can't there's no seventy uh-uh. percent. <laughs> Yes, that's it. Okay, there's there's no eight steps of nothing. Okay, it it dismantles the system, exactly. break it down, and that is very much period. And I know, um, Jabri, you said you were at the the protest that day. I think yeah. you were at the protest no, that day. No, I like I'm, I'm like I left before. I I'm pretty sure before y'all got there because mm-hmm. I yeah because I had been there all okay. day and then I was handing out water, so I had ran out of water, and okay, I was like, activism. Oh, you know, just. Just trying to keep everybody mm-hmm. hydrated. I guess I was a little too late. Sorry, Carly. Um, <laughs> Jabrian was supposed to save me. <laughs> Apparently. But, um, literally. When I was there, it was, that's, that was the first, like, because I've done, I mean, like, at school, I was the president of the Black Student Caucus. So I kind of did my activism there. But that was, like, a small setting. That was just in the building full of other kids who were the same age and looked like me. But going to the protest, that was like, it was really wonderful for me because to be able to see that in real life, you know, anytime you ever see pictures of the protest, it's like, it's either in black and white. So they they try to make it seem like it happened so long ago, or you're Mm -hmm. learning about it. Like the riots with Rodney King, like you see all those pictures, like the the fires burning and shit. But like to see 
people sitting there and just literally, like, when I went, they were literally just talking, like, and walking. And, like, there was literally one guy, he was just talking. And people were, like, they kept saying, no justice, no peace. And to to see that, I was just, like, wow. Like, and to think I it's live so in real. this city. Yeah, it's, like, to think that somebody out here is probably my neighbor. Like, probably lives, <laughs> probably, probably lives, like, five minutes away from me. Probably. Like, there was a couple people I saw through that go to Paxson. It was just crazy to see that people can actually come together like that. And then you have people who don't even, who aren't even black participating in the movement. So like to be able to be able to participate, I was like, wow, this is like, I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm definitely going to go to another one. It's a once in a lifetime experience. That's something everybody should try to do because it just really changes how you look at people. Like it makes you realize Mm -hmm. that, wow. We may you not firsthand. exactly like we may not know each other, but I know you out here because you fuck with me. So I'm gonna fuck with you, and now we're gonna we're gonna fuck with each other for this cause. Like it's just Period. it's bigger than right. it's bigger than you, and to know that you're fighting for something bigger than you because it it affects you. It's just it's one yeah. of the greatest feelings ever to like yeah. be around people that value your and life and you realize like, your power. Really march with your you know yeah your people you know these same people that go through the same things as you are the people that may not go through the same thing as you but understand what you go through and that you know want to see better for you exactly like I know we went to um well we being me Carly Kayla and Xavier went to the protest yesterday so I know Kayla I think was that your first protest or uh yeah that was my first protest how did you um you know how did you feel there was a lot of emotions I would say because um I don't know to be able like kind of like I said to have to like I don't know like there was so much good Mm -hmm. energy and I felt loved and I felt cared about same sense I had to say that my life matters and I had to basically shout that at the top of my lungs that my life matters that you know, my family life matters, that my friends, that, like, my future kids, Mm -hmm. like, their life has to matter. And it's kind of crazy, like, you know, because my grandparents, they marched, you know, and and protest and everything. And, but at the same time, it's kind of like, they marched so that I wouldn't have to. And now I'm having to do the same thing so that my kids won't have to. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy to think about that, like, that that's just, but that's what I have to do right. now. But at, but in the same sense, like, to be able to see people of all walks of life walking for the same cause, to be able to connect with other Black people that I don't right. know, to be able to see as much love as I saw, it was crazy. And then I'm still, like, right now trying to, like, even collect yeah. myself. Because mm-hmm. it was really emotional yesterday. Right. And then us, like, walking to the jail and, like, having them beat on glass. Like, the simple fact that we could hear them, and although it sounded like small taps, it's like that glass is thick. That is yeah, thick glass. Yeah, right. And to just hear them, like, knowing that their hands are, like, probably red and everything, mm-hmm. just to hear them, it was it yeah. was a lot. Because even after I went, yeah, it's I had to take a couple of days, and I was just, I just had to think about, like, how I truly felt because I went. So I didn't want to, like, miss out on feeling every single emotion that I felt when I was out there and kind of recognizing that. So it was like, it was very overwhelming because it's like, man, you feel so much energy while you're there, but when you're back home by yourself in your own space, collecting yourself, you really feel 
everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like, it's like yeah. we really had to go out there. And yeah, we really had to fight for our lives. Exactly. You really have to stay. You really went to jail. Like, <laughs> and wow. then like, yeah. like you really, you all really right, out getting ready to go fight, and then you in prison at night, and you're like, damn, this shit real. When I when I heard that Carly and Nina had got arrested, I was like, you're fucking serious. Like that's the last two people I would ever think to go to a protest and cause a problem. Like, what harm are they? How are they making you fear for your life, officer? Like, how does Carly scare you? Like, you just can't. It was just crazy. But I was so glad to hear that they had y'all had got home safely. Like, same. Like, but it's crazy because it's like imagine, you know, all of this happening and you're this and that was our at least it was my first protest whatever day mm-hmm. that was sometimes it, right. it was my first protest so damn carly you got arrested that to first, be our first protest <laughs> i'm like that is like, our first dang. experience so i feel like that for that for me at right. least was overwhelming and that was enough to be like okay <laughs> let me hold on but it also has made me even more passionate to go right. to even more protests. Like yesterday was my third or fourth one. Like, and I don't, I don't have to put it on social media. I don't have to, you know, videotape everything. But then it's also like, you know, we do have yeah. to record everything nowadays because the yeah. media will not show everything and they will not, you know, cover things in its entirety. So going to a protest is a lot. Um, if you can do it i think you should don't but if you can't up. like don't, don't make yourself feel like you're not yeah. helping because it's definitely Cause... overwhelming a process yeah, is yeah. very overwhelming it can be very yeah. overwhelming especially like if you already are coming into it with like pre things like anxiety if you're if you really get anxious being around a lot of people if you do go make sure you take that time yeah. for yourself like i feel like that's what while all of this is going on we definitely have to put an emphasis on black mental health because that's that's that was never talked about before like we just started talking about that in our own community mm-hmm. so now that we're dying in front of each other you know like you open instagram and the first thing you see is somebody getting chased down by a truck and being shot like to see that like you have to you have to take your time like you have to step away that 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 ahmaud arbery video was just crazy that is crazy yeah, I haven't been able to watch any. Yeah, I just yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't bring myself to do it's, it. Like, shout out to all of y'all that you know watch these different yeah, videos yeah. of black people being murdered, and you know just mm-hmm. y'all can just go on about your yeah. lives and just retweet it and to keep I moving on the timeline. I can't do that. Like, I literally, my mind cannot. It is. It's triggering for me, like seeing someone be murdered. You know, outside of just being black, but period. to see someone be murdered, right. period, is just not going to work for me. But then to see a black person murdered, and then I think for me, it's about the right. suffering of it. It's about the fact that, like, this is literally a whole long-ass video of right. this man being murdered. And it's like, I can't watch. I haven't seen the whole video. I, I think somebody said it was eight minutes or nine minutes. It's crazy. I haven't it's seen crazy. the whole yeah, video, it is. piece of the video, none of it. I don't plastered over social media, Maybe but we'll like nobody will know about that if it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like right, unless you. That's the only it. way that people are informed because that's terrible. News for Jax isn't going to show the video. <laughs> first, first coast news isn't going to show the video. Definitely CNN not coming on the local video. news, baby. So like. You have to you have to have it on social media to stay updated. Literally, nobody's gonna know, and it's so crazy because people really don't 
go out and seek information anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, they if they come think. across it, they come across it. And if they don't, they don't. And they'll just go about and live their lives. And it's like, they don't. you can't do that anymore. Like, you really it gets won't so know sad. anything It's so it sad is. that you have to get on social media. And, like, there has to be a video of something just for people to feel like, Exactly. Oh, oh, just wrong. to get a conviction, just to get, just to get an arrest. There has to be a video of a man being hunted. Like, and people are still not... questioning it. Exactly, he was not murdered. Which we're going to talk hunted. about that because, like, he was not like, murdered. He was on. hunted. You can that that was not. You cannot sit here and say that they just killed him. They hunted yeah. that. We're man. definitely going to talk about that because it. I'm away. <laughs> I'm, I'm away. I'm away to get into it. But just just know that there there's um. There's skepticism on this part, but I do want to let Xavier speak on his um, protest experience because I know we went to two protests together now, and um, you are like documenting the protest, like taking pictures and like videos and stuff. So what what is like your experience? <laughs> my protest experience, it was um, I don't know. My first one that I went to was just me, Brian, and um, I believe I was here. It was just us three. So this was the one I went to yesterday. Was my third one. But the first one was kind of like, it, I really didn't feel what everyone else said they were feeling. But I, the second one and the third one, I really felt like it was it was something that was beautiful to me because you could kind of see how everyone could come together on one common point or one common ground, which was the quote-unquote Black Lives Matter movement. And like Kayla said, when we went to the jail, that was probably like the most powerful moment that I've ever experienced in my life. Like when we went to the jail, we went to the, this is pretty much the police's headquarters. Like this is... We're in the belly of the beast at this point. And then we went out there and then we protested. Everyone laid down. I have pictures of that, but everyone laid down and everyone just, we, and I don't know if this is the right word. I don't want to say, use the word incited because that has negative connotations, but I, we inspired the inmates, I'd say. And then you could like, everyone got quiet and you could hear them banging on the, on the plexiglass or whatever. And just to feel that we made that kind of difference in these people's lives, like, on the way back, I think Kiana and Carly left at this point, but when we were walking back to the to the courthouse, I was talking to Brian, and it was just like, damn, like, we're really a part of, because they were playing the song Changes by Tupac. I was like, wow, bro, this feels like a, this is some Selma shit. Like, this feels like a movie. <laughs> Not Selma. And I was like, wow, we're going to. Yesterday did feel like a movie, And though. it's so crazy, because, like, you're like, I'm really here right now. Like, yeah. Like you try to yeah. yesterday, it felt like a whole movie. No yeah. lie, like what? When everybody laid Ooh. on the floor, that we're protesting in the like, rain about that, and we were in the rain. Like if it couldn't be more of a movie experience, <laughs> we're in the rain, and then like to have you know the prisoners be banging on. Like we heard them. This, this is a thick. Yeah, this is a thick. And I know we're here fighting for them, like not just for people who are getting right. killed, but people who are in the system wrongly. Like, it's like, it really put into perspective, like, how, I think we all know, you know, people in jail are still people, yeah. but it, I think it just really shows that, like, wow, this is who we're fighting for. Like, it, it hits different when you really, when it feels mm-hmm. personal, yeah. when it feels like, you know, when it feels like you're personally affecting another person on, like, a human level, it hits different. Yeah. So, like, seeing, yesterday was really that was the one for me. That was, that was the one. That was the one that I felt, I felt the most empowered, you know, playing Lift Every Voice and Sing, walking downtown Jacksonville with all of these, you know, gentrified shops and 
walking down the streets that you know we we made and seeing all the mad ass people in their cars going past <laughs> us like yes please it is, like please. it is crazy I people be mad at like we, like why why does it end why is that it people are trying that? to liberate themselves exactly like, you have to like that would if I was that type of person I feel like damn why am I hating on them for real like what exactly are they doing wrong and just like the fact that people don't think that mm-hmm. that there's a problem that they're angry at this is like crazy to me like really crazy like how are you not upset about the fact that there were people with AK47s on a capitol building pointing at police because they couldn't get a haircut a haircut but you're mad at me because I want to fight for the fact that my life is always in danger always like it just it's just wild. Why people no. literally protested a haircut, dog? Haircut. Open, haircut. open up my stores. Susan, get your ass for back a in the house. For like, a super right. cut. You're doing all that. Super cut. No. Not super cut. Please. A super cut cut. That's what you you can do that at home. Please sit down. But it's like, where was all of this energy when they were doing that? Right. Like, where was all right. of Because it wasn't just spray, one protest. Like, they were protesting everywhere multiple and like there, there's just pictures of the officers just standing there with their mask on and I have an AK-47 in my hand and you're telling me that doesn't make you feel threatened but my wallet does but I'm me the little sleep. black girl sitting on the ground makes you scared <laughs> yeah like what like, but so what what do y'all think about police brutality like I feel like that's such a wild question because mm. it's like obviously I hate it <laughs> but like what what are y'all's thoughts on police brutality and what is the what's the message when you go to these protests like what are you thinking they're gonna hear what we have to say like they're gonna hear mm-hmm. our people if they don't want to listen now then we'll just burn this down and when we burn that down they don't want to listen then we'll just burn that down then too like it's just like you can't you can't not hear me right now not with everything that's going on like exactly. george and you can't exactly ignore like, us. i feel like george floyd was kind of just like yeah, like exactly. Like he, he was just he was just like, okay, like the the kind of all right. We well, all done fucked up now. Now yeah. we really now we really mm-hmm. have a problem. Like now we really have an issue because, I mean, just like Breonna Taylor when she died, nobody really talked. Like it was a problem, but nobody really talked about mm-hmm. the severity of how she died. Like they just bust into her house. When you when you hear police brutality, I don't really think it's about. George Floyd being killed because they've been on our they've been on our necks with their knees for for centuries. That's not anything new, mm. but it's the fact that now it's becoming to a point where they're a staple of violence when they're supposed to be a staple of peace. Like as far as like it's an abuse of power. Number right. one, um, they have people who have you know training for you know maybe six months that are supposed to be you know protecting our lives they don't get the proper don't training. get the proper training i was talking to a lady at the protest yesterday and she was like you know it's crazy because we were sitting up here demanding for footage of these police cams but you know they don't even have their cams on in the first place because they feel like they don't need to put exactly. them on and then it's it's crazy to think about that that's true that like you know and they're not being held accountable Mm-mm. and the whole system is a mess the yeah this is it just needs to be dismantled in the first place we need to create certain systems and then you know on top of that you know while we're focusing on police you know I feel like schools are the next step right. in my opinion most of the things that I know period. my dad has taught me 
Like the fire that I feel is because of the conversation that we had. I didn't learn it in school. I got tired of hearing about like just MLK all day. Like he's a great person. Thank you for what he did. But there are other people in the movement too. Like, mm-hmm. like Huey P. Newton. Like why isn't he more emphasized? This man put together a whole organization that changed the dialogue for thousands of black people across America. And he did that with one decision to start the Black they Panther Party. They don't want us to know that. Exactly. They don't, want, they don't want people to know that just one man, a black man, has that type of power. They, they control exactly. the narrative. They control the narrative and how we learn now our is history. the time for us to change Exactly. Which is the point of why the system cannot be mm-hmm. repaired. Like, it's like, this is, I think police brutality for me is really just normalizing right. violence. Saying, you know... Well, only this amount of people were killed by police this year. Only, you know, it's only, you know, like, no, only is exactly. not the verbiage. Like, for it to even be normal to say that police kill Black people at an accelerated rate, that is ridiculous. That should not exactly. happen. You know, I think there should definitely be um, programs implemented and, like, initiatives to stop this because it's ridiculous for there to still be a system built on racism and built on prejudice and discrimination to still exist and be afloat it's crazy like and then for it to even be it's for it to be afloat as much to elect an entire Mm. president whose sole premise is to harm black and brown people and people of color and he literally gets elected, elected because that is what this system is. That exactly. that is what society is. That that's what the world that is what the world is showing you. That's what America shows you that, you know, black and brown people, y'all get the scraps. And like, exactly. you know, y'all a couple of y'all may die, but it's fine. Like that, that that's just how it is. And that should not be how it is. That's not cool. That's no. not none of that. So Delete it, cut it, let it go. And I saw this tweet and it was like, why do people feel like me kneeling to the flag because of police brutality and the prejudice against people of color? Why do they feel like that's disrespectful to the American flag because I kneel? Mm -hmm. It's like, is that what America is based off of? Like, you feel like because... (laughs) Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, And it's just crazy that that's true. Like, people literally get so offended when you say... Or when you kneel, when you say, I'm with Cap, because he kneeled during the national anthem. They took him kneeling disrespectful to the flag when he literally said, no, I'm kneeling. The whole person. Exactly. He literally said the whole thing. And like, no, no, that's still still disrespectful. I just want to know, why do white people act like, oh, well, you're disrespecting my grandfather who fought in the war. Baby, so did mine. Exactly. Exactly. I I have a brother. And I in the military. Like, what are you really telling me right now? Like, <laughs> I remember my grandfather, he used to tell me, like, you know, when I would come back because he fought for Vietnam, he said I couldn't even get a seat anywhere. He said I had people, you know, look at me like I was disgusting. I got called, you know, so many names. So in the same sense, we're fighting for them. We're fighting for their respect. Exactly. And I don't they think it has anything. They didn't have rights. And it has been. Exactly. So... I just feel like that argument is played out. We're always so, on the front line. It is. Throw it we away. were at the front lines then. We we're the ones that were on the. We not. We weren't even on the front lines. We were on the front, front, front. front. <laughs> okay. We were in. We were in direct fire Literally. for this country. So it's like for you to say, "Oh, my people fought for this country, and my people built it and fought for there it, all against their will, to, and to they're keep it afloat." <laughs> like that's that's what it is. Like this system is based off of violence. America is 
violence. That that's what America is like. From us being ripped off the shores of Africa and being forced into a a community and into legislation that literally just wanted to hurt and harm us and capitalize off of our lives and I our do culture. Have a question. Like from there to twenty twenty, it's ridiculous. I do have a question. Like, do y'all personally like? Let's just say, uh, like maybe like five six years from now, like black people. Like, what if, like, segregation happened again, but, like, we spearheaded this? Like, what if we were, like, we're just going to go start our own shit? Like, would y'all be down for that? Like, would you be like, okay? Or would you still feel like, no, like... I feel like segregation is fine, but we live in a world where we are literally, like, we can't get away from people who are not black. So segregating ourselves really isn't going to do anything because at the end of the day, we're going to have to learn to be in spaces with people that don't look like us, regardless. Exactly, right. Because mm-hmm. right. I, I have definitely yeah, seen that I just, Yeah, I've just come seen up. Like, people talking about, like, we need to just go start our own community. But I don't think it's realistic. Go. I don't think it's realistic, but then I also have seen the debate of, like, was integration yeah. even necessary? Like, mm-hmm. did we even really need to be right. integrated? And I understand that. Like, I don't... You know, I haven't really, like, really went into it to give y'all a real, real mm-hmm. answer. But I, I get that because, like, I think, you know, of course, our ancestors felt like, you know, integration was the answer because... They thought it meant equality. Yeah, they thought you it know, was going to change something, yeah. right. but it didn't. That's but what it's supposed to mean. It's That's not, what integration was supposed anything, to mean. It's, it's just not blatantly discriminatory right. yeah. now it's just, oh you know i don't like you because you're black but i'm just gonna affect you in all these other different ways so i can say that i didn't really put you in this circumstance which i did but i can't say that i directly right. you know made you make these mm-hmm. choices for yourself i can right. only say that you know i had a hand in or i you know broadcasted certain things or i brought certain organizations to black high schools to make you exactly. you know make these mm-hmm. choices that I, you know, that I orchestrated. So I think integration, it sounded cute, <laughs> but it wasn't getting it. Wasn't it, it, wasn't it, wasn't it was like, it could have definitely been just null and void for me. And I, I think, I think segregation in the future could work for Black That's people. I think we have the opportunity. We, we could build, you know, the Black market, right. invest in Black businesses, you know, really hone in on our community I think we could definitely do that in the future we have the yeah. power we have the access we have the resources so it's like I don't see the problem with that I, I tweeted right. about it I said I have no problem with living in living in around and for black people exactly. for the rest of my life I just I feel like, no I just feel like when that. they like, were like if I could be around 87% <laughs> I was just saying like because I just feel like when they were like yeah, we're going to pass all these laws for integration. It was all a good idea. And I thought, like, you know, it was supposed to be about equality when, you know, we integrated. Now everybody's going to have an equal chance to succeed. But then they were like, no, yeah, we're going to pass laws for integration, but we're We're also now going to put you in, you know, poor communities. We're going to kill your sons. Like, we're going to make sure you don't succeed so that you may feel like you're at our level, but you're really not. Like, that's like in the same sense of like, you know, when we integrated and everything, when black people started moving into, you know, more so white populated communities, right. there was white flight. So when white people left those communities and, you know, community funding didn't go exactly. to that community anymore because there were so many black people in there and they were like, okay, well, you know what? 
We're not going to focus on cleaning pools over there. We're not going to focus on, you know, um, housing over there. We're not going to focus on that because now there's nobody there that they really want to put that money towards. And I feel like as far as black people, we need to continue on, you know, making those spaces for us because, you know, there was a, I forgot what quote it was, but it was basically like, why would you go and give your money to somebody who wouldn't even hire you? Mm. Why would you go and give your money to somebody who won't even support you? And I feel like as black people, we need to continue to start making spaces for us because right. nobody's going to care about us like how we care mm-hmm. about us. Which is what you hate to see, like, honestly. And that's why it, it's honestly crazy because it's like, when you really think about it, the, the shackles never really came off. Like, when you really think about it, all of these underground and these low-key, you know, ways of pol- policing Black people or not, you know, putting funding in, in Black communities, like, all of these different things literally pushed us into mm-hmm. where we are, pushed Black people into ghettos, mm-hmm. you know, made Black people made black people look uneducated or whatever the case may be like th- that is what all of this is so that's why i don't feel like legislation it's is the not. answer like i think it's great all four officers you know in george floyd's murder were charged and all of that it's is just great but one. you also have to think about sandra bland sandra bland her officers got arrested and her family was given, her mom was given $10 million as, you know, oh, hey, here here you go, girl. Like, just a quick little, there you go, and, and keep right. moving. Breonna Taylor's murderers are still not facing any repercussions for their actions. You know, the FBI opened an investigation or whatever it was. But first of all, Breonna Taylor's murder happened three exactly. months ago. And we're, mm-hmm. we still have exactly. not seen anything. So I think for me, it's it's not about fixing the system is about dismantling exactly. which is why I you don't have to, think we have to build you know, it which again. Could, right which could just be me so like do, do y'all think that like this is the beginning of legislators like giving us our justice and really trying to make us no. feel seen or do you think no. the government is just trying to please us I don't think I don't think mm-hmm. any I truly don't think any real like solution is going to come from these laws now being passed because First of all, there are laws, these are laws that should have already been in place. If you truly valued my life, you truly thought it was an issue, you would have made sure that it should have never happened in the first place. So now the fact that somebody had to die for you to say you can't enter my house without a warrant, that should have already been a thing. Like, it technically is already a thing. You're not supposed to go in anybody's house without, without a warrant, but there's a loophole for that, and that's exactly what happened to Breonna Taylor. So now that you're, now they're coming back and making these laws and arresting these officers, I feel like it's just going to happen again. That's just, that's seriously what's been happening with police brutality against young black men and young black women. It just keeps happening and happening. And so it's like these laws you say you're passing, what are they really doing besides making it look nice? Because who like has to just, enforce them? It's just, it's just crazy. Like, my favorite thing to talk about, the war on drugs was simply just a war on black people and black communities. Because Ooh. the time, if you if you really look at the timeline of when that whole thing started, black communities were thriving. Black communities were thriving. And now there's crack on the streets. How did crack even get here? They put that bitch in there. They put it in there. And then they came in. The same way they put HIV on the street. Dr. CD, HIV could have been cured. But no, because these niggas make their money. Exactly. It disproportionately affects 
a certain group of people. And so they're going to use that. They're going to make money off. They're going to capitalize off. That's why I feel like there's never going to be any real progress because there's always going to be that one person who tries to monetize it, who tries to monetize the mm-hmm. movement. And it's like you can't, you can't have a real movement be successful and be genuine and be powerful while you also have somebody trying to capitalize off of it. Or also the police officers. Like, I know that, you know, there are people who are like, oh, well, you know, not all cops are bad. And, mm-hmm. but in the same sense, <laughs> honestly. And then in the same sense, I'm tired of seeing all these videos of people dancing with cops. Oh during protests, I never like those No, videos. that's not what we're here Y'all look for. like clowns. Like, you literally do. look like clowns because you're and dancing you're with the people who, are, who probably literally just beat your brother up. Like, <laughs> they will beat your brother up tomorrow and you're literally, dancing with them. They will you look crazy. It does. What? And you're getting married at a protest. Who got Okay, I found out that they didn't get married at the protest. What happened was they got married and then they happened to like the protest came by as they were leaving their ceremony and they joined the protest. It wasn't like they were trying to capitalize off of it. Mm. Okay. But but it was it was definitely looking very questionable. It did. When you look into Breonna Taylor's um, case with, you know, Breonna's mm-hmm. law being passed, when you really look at it, it's, it's really just the police officer, or not even police, it's legislation trying to mask, um, like, things that were put in place mm-hmm. years ago. Because, really, these no-knock warrants were for low-level yep. drug offenses. Who is being, you know, directly impacted for these offenses? Who Who is being charged with these offenses? Right. Black people. So, of course, you have these no-knock warrants, which is essentially just police busting into your house. No, no type of introduction, no type of, you know, police clothing or anything. Just giving them the license to come into your house and and do whatever exactly. they want to do. That's essentially what a no-knock warrant too much power. is. Way but too much power. Way too much power. So nice. And it, it's to directly given. Oh, hello. And it's, it's given to to these officers who are investigating low level drug offenses. So literally this entire thing was basically to exactly. harm black people. So to see Brianna's law be passed, it's like y'all really just trying exactly. to cover up exactly. what should have already like you are. Y'all knew not slick. This, this no not warrant situation was for black people we already knew this so now you're trying to ban it exactly. like girl sit your black ass down like sit your white ass down that's what i'm saying like the whole we wrote a law so what else do you want us to do about it now right. like that's kind of the energy that happened before it not we genuinely feel like this is a problem so we're going to write this law and then we're going to go through our entire department and make sure that everybody understands this law needs to be enforced like that doesn't happen like people I don't know. It just it's just so like sad to see that the very the biggest things in America that make it what it's supposed to be, the justice system, you know, we're supposed to be a democracy or whatever. It's all about It's giving real dictatorship. Yeah, please. it's it's all about capitalizing off of it. Like the, <laughs> the private sector of the of, of prison, like that shouldn't be a thing. Like if you go to jail for a crime, why are you telling me that you can make money off of my body? Like mm. Like they have these private that's prisons, yeah, labor, saying, and like, they literally are making money off of the people that they are throwing in jail. Of course, they would want to keep throwing people in jail. It's literally slavery. It's literally slavery. I think it's the Thirteenth Amendment. That that was the one that talks about 
freeing slaves or whatever that man yeah. was supposed to do. I don't really believe yeah. whatever. But, <laughs> like, that's what it was supposed to do. But then as soon as that amendment was passed, they came out with the whole idea of prisons. Mm. That's wow. Crazy. Like, that's The prison that's system convenient. is a multi-billion it's, dollar I didn't industry even know that. for Why? And if you look at, like, the industry that makes the most money, besides, of course, like, the food, sh- the food industry and the clothing industry, it's the prison industry that brings in the most money yearly in America. They got all this money, but baby, you still talk about debt. So what's tea? <laughs> what is tea? Hello, like, and and none of this will ever matter when you have a president like y'all's president uh-uh. in office. Like this man literally okay, yeah. went thugs. to Twitter to call us thugs. thugs. Like, what are you talking about? Thugs is literally like diet nigger. That's literally what those literally no. like, and, then, and when you and then he when capitalized you because I do want to give a little like I want to give a little back story a little context to when the shooting starts the looting starts or when the looting starts the shooting starts because I don't think people really understand you know where this phrase comes from and when I found out where it came from it really just made things ten times worse. So this phrase actually stems from Miami Police Chief mm-hmm. Walter Headley in a 1967 press conference about race riots in the 1960s. So what Walter Headley, he said that, and then he went on to say, we don't mind being accused of police brutality. They haven't seen anything yet. This is war. I mean it. Mm-hmm. I mean every bit of it. And then from there, he went on to release teams of armed officers and police dogs on young hoodlums in Negro District. His words. In Miami, this was in the yep. 1960s because people were rioting, you know, for the same reasons we're rioting now. And so, so for him to use that phrase, it's like, y'all, read between the lines, baby. This man is terrible. <laughs> like, this phrase that he's using, he was literally calling for a war he on is. Black people. He's literally inciting he a race war in our very he eyes. Is. It's like, what the president is literally calling for a race war on national television and nobody cares like, nobody everybody everybody was just like well here goes donald trump again like but it's like that's that's a problem like that's, that's just a, him yeah. bro like fuck? this nigga literally did four years four years right. and he's untouched right i hate to y'all niggas not shooting Corona, people how they used to not for real literally like viruses <laughs> not hitting the same no more like it's, it's not giving what it was Times supposed have to have gave at People just like, ain't getting assassinated how they used to be. <laughs> like At all. Like, I, he has to man. go. He definitely has to go. And I think, I want to touch on this because I feel like black celebrities, y'all need, y'all need to come here real fast. Okay? I think it's, it's for black people to check y'all. And it's very much giving mm-hmm. y'all need to be first, first of all, starting with... Starting with Crying over Gucci? Gucci, first of all, girl, like Kaya said, you can't fit nothing in Gucci anyway. Like, no shade, but you're not fitting nothing in Gucci. Like, them, them bags do not get over your arms, girl. You're not getting nothing but a handkerchief. So, what are you doing? To, and they're not, they're not hiring you. Like, they don't care about you. They don't it's value you. Money so, why are you that you are on these I shows like with, are, you look dumb. I, it's hard to take black celebrities serious when they come out and speak on something because you feel like they're only doing it because they know that if they don't say anything, they're basically going to get canceled. And like one decision of not making a post is going to stop your whole check from coming in. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what celebrities to take as genuine and what to not take as genuine. And so it's like, 
the fact that it's even that way, like the fact that celebrities feel like there's so much, I don't want to say all of them feel like they're higher than people, but if you can't take two seconds out of your day to go participate in a protest and not tweet about it, not take pictures, not feel like you have to do something because of your name, then you just don't deserve to be a part of the movement. Like, I don't, I don't fuck with Kanye every day, but the fact that he was in Chicago at a protest and you heard nothing about it from him, he's paying for George Floyd's daughter's college tuition and has donated to the other families. Like, he said nothing about him doing it. He just does it. You know, we have the number one Kanye fan. Oh, Xavier? So, Xavier, how are you you feeling about your good brother? And his, um, I think he donated two million to George Floyd's daughter. Oh, how are you? I mean, how are you feeling? They had he had me in the first quarter. I was, it was getting hard to defend him <laughs> for a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I get when everyone says that he didn't put that out there or whatever, but um, he most definitely did because how would anyone else know? Mm-hmm. I think about America in general. I feel like we put a little bit too much emphasis on celebrity and what they mean. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, they look like us, they breathe like us. And once these people make these mistakes, quote unquote, and they show their true colors, like Drew Brees or whatever, he said what he said. He meant what he said. He meant it. And then I he know. just realized I that he's in a, him anyway. for real, sorry. But <laughs> we got <laughs> apologies. Yeah. Yes. They going to try to tag like, Donald Trump. Get the fuck. Get the fuck out We of need here. to. So do Xavier, do you think. Do you think celebrities, like, are obligated to speak on Black Lives Matter? Like, do you think Kanye should have come out and, like, tweeted about it or said something about it? Or is just opening his... I feel like you shouldn't necessarily... It's a slippery slope with that for me because I feel like you should be using your platform to inform people. But on the other hand, it's like sometimes, like people say, actions speak louder than words. Right. With some of these celebrities and the corporations, these are their statements that they're putting out here are just their PR team put this together. And like, we need to stop praising them for just putting it out there. Like half of these apologies or these acknowledgements of what's going on have been really half-assed for me. And I feel like it's so easy to say, quote unquote, like I support equality and we stand with black people. But like, that's easy to say, but everyone, that's that's the bare minimum. But if you fail to acknowledge, yeah. If you're not putting your money on the line or if you're failing to acknowledge the reason why this inequality exists, and the motives that we have for protesting, they're like, it's like there's no reason for you to even apologize. You just said some surface level shit that anyone else exactly. could do. Exactly. It's like these are cop out statements and they deserve criticism. But And you can tell the difference between so. like a PR team statement and somebody mm-hmm. using their own fingers to type that message. Right. Like, that PR team from the right. Like the NFL, that was just a PR shit. They only did that because of what Drew Brees said. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why the NFL got involved in the conversation because you can't let a franchise quarterback, a big-name quarterback like that, dismantle the energy going on in your own thing because now that's going to be fucking with your money. So I didn't... And Drew Brees apologized after one day. It's like, what did you learn Exactly. What, 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 your ideas changed that quick? In 12 hours? 12 hours, mm. sir. 12 okay. hours, you had a change of heart. So please keep, keep it. Yourself. Don't apologize. Lil Wayne, you said what you <laughs> said. So Trina, Lil Wayne has been. Trina. Trina. She's canceled. You went from the baddest bitch to the saddest bitch. I, it's comfortable. I just feel like I've, celebrities, like, you don't have to say anything, but it's why wouldn't you want to? Right. Like, you have a platform. Right. Use it. 
You know, you're a black person. And first. then if you if you use it, don't be like Shamik Moore and oh my god, Rosa Parks should have taken an Uber and tried to tell black people we need to avoid being killed. What the exactly? Fuck are you like, he he had a I was like, I was like, I can't stand listening to this foolishness. But then I was like, I really want to hear how he explains this. And I was like, is he serious? And then tried to come back and fix the dumb yes. shit by adding more dumb shit on top of it. What are you doing? And I also feel like people who are Nothing. saying these things and like essentially getting canceled and then coming back and apologizing, you're not sorry. Like you're literally just doing it because you realize now, one, people know that you said it, have heard you say it, and now your money's on the line. Like that's why the only reason people are coming back and apologizing, not because you genuinely feel like really? you offended people. Like that shit that happened with Doja Cat. Nobody knows. Doja Cat, don't say Doja- shit else, girl. Don't say nothing. <laughs> Don't say nothing. Doja Cat, don't say shit. And that's why I feel like everybody should not speak because people like Doja Cat, people like um, Lady oh Gaga, like Camila Cabello, y'all have problematic. If you have a problematic past or at some point in your past you were racist, please exactly. keep it. Like, I don't want you to say anything. Lana Del Rey, I don't want you to I don't want to hear no shit from you. Wait, no, 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 okay, no. Right. Lana, Lana, no, no, Lana, no, 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 Lana was, no. she was not even trying to make it about It doesn't matter race. what she was trying to make it People about. It's took, about what she said. It wasn't matter what no, she was I trying say, to do. It's what you I did, was, girl. Because I was a, I was a Lana was, fan. But I will no. say, was. Because what happened was is that she has to understand that she put women who, number one, Beyonce, we've seen Beyonce slander forever. We've seen yeah. Nicki Minaj slander. We've seen all that stuff. And on top of that, she sat up here and she felt like she couldn't release her music. But at the same time, these black women have been slandered their whole entire career. Yeah. And they released music because they Beyonce did not got care. cheated on dressing. And then, last time I checked, people were and dragging then, Nikki because she's sexual. Always. Like, huh? And then on top My of that, way. Lana Del Rey's statement of where she said, girls that look like me. What do you mean, girls that look like you? You mean white girls <laughs> right. that... Because history is going to be whitewashed with stuff because 
if, when our kids hear about this in history class, it's going to be whitewashed, kind of like how they try to frame Malcolm X as some extremist terrorist, and they frame Martin Luther King as like the um, like the basically angel. like Jesus or whatever. Yeah, the angel. Like we can Space tell them really what it was. I want Malcolm X. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kayla, how do you feel? Go. Can you repeat the question? Sorry, so I can. <laughs> um, I was just asking, like, how do you feel about like taking part in a revolution right now, like watching history in front of you? How does that feel for you? Um, change. It feels amazing. It feels amazing, and in the same sense, I'm learning a lot about myself as a black woman, which I'm really excited about, um, because I kind of didn't. I don't know, like, growing up, it was, um, I kind of, like, grew up not in, like, a whitewashed setting, but, like, I didn't get talked enough about right. race as I would have liked to. So, mm-hmm. being older now, I'm kind of having <clears throat> to, like, learn a lot of things on my own. And although it can be overwhelming at times, it's still an amazing experience. And then to be also, during the same time, being able to be a part of something that's so historic and revolutionary. It's like Xavier said, I get to talk to my kids about this. I get to, you know, show them pictures. I get to show them videos. And then I get to show them just how powerful being black is. Just how amazing. Although we have to deal with all this stuff, being black at the end of the day, I feel like the unity and just the beauty of it, it's amazing and it's overwhelming and you know in the same sense of how we do go through a lot it makes us stronger at the end of the day to be able to just be a part of it is amazing mm-hmm. i wouldn't trade it for the world period for, i'm not not trying to oh i got arrested da, 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 but that's crazy to, me. Like, <laughs> to be able mm-hmm. to go and in 20 years be like i got arrested to fight for your life like that's just something that's so monumental and the fact that like there are older people, like older generations who are telling me that they're so proud of me for going and fighting for things that I believe in. Like, that's just crazy because you can see that they fought for it and they did what they had to do and they were able to make changes, but now we're fighting to expand on those changes. And so when I see people my age congratulating me or people who are 40, 50 congratulating me, people, my grandma is 70. And she's congratulating me for going out there and protesting for something that is so important. Like, I don't know. It's just powerful. Like, it just doesn't, there's nothing you can really say to capture how exactly it feels. Yeah. I feel very powerful. Kind of like how Kayla said, it's definitely teaching me a lot about myself. Kind of about, like, how I handle things and how I'm preparing myself to Cause like right now I'm not I'm most y'all are in college now most of y'all and so y'all had that year to kind of live on your own and but like I haven't had that yet like <laughs> I still come home with my dad's here so I feel mm-hmm. like when I go to college like this having <laughs> this be a part of my story and telling people that I know in college that yeah like I went to a protest back home like I've been a part of that and like how Xavier was talking about telling his kids like to know that how we talk about history, how we talk about Malcolm, how we talk about the the march at Selma, like, we're going to be one of those people. We're going to, we know that we were there. And so it just feels, yeah. it just makes me feel better about the fact that I'm black. Like, I already love being black and I'm glad I'm not anything else. But like, damn, now you're telling me I got power and I, and I have a voice and I'm making a change and I'm like, 
Right. It just it just feels amazing mm-hmm. to even be in it. And I'm really ready to see like where the revolution goes. Same. I really hope that this is not like yeah. the end of anything. I think this is most definitely a movement, yeah. not a moment. Mm-hmm. This is this is a revolution and oh, we are really watching watching it all like in our very faces yeah. is wild to me. Like like I said before, I'm dealing with a lot of different emotions, but I think what I've learned the most from this is how I think now I've really seen that like this shit is this ain't no homemade ass shit. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is like, real. Like this is very true. much real to, to mm-hmm. try to put capital above my life. Right. Like to try to tell me that capital is more important than me dying is crazy to me. Like and that's why I stress so much. I always say it and people think like People think I'm trying to be funny, but no, I'm dead ass. Like, loot it. Take it. <laughs> that's I, don't, good. I don't feel bad for any of these I don't feel bad for any of these, you know, um, not Black-owned businesses or anything like that. I don't feel bad for it because it's like you have an insurance policy. You will get that Andrew, money back. We you. cannot get back Breonna Taylor. We cannot get back Sandra Bland. We cannot get exactly. back George Floyd. So it's like... You know, outside of the, the clout-chasing-ass niggas that's just trying to, you just know, to off of yeah. black people and think that rioting is an aesthetic or whatever, you know, outside of them, there are people like me who are literally just mad. Like, people like me who are angry and have the right, right. to be angry because we built this country. And it's like, to see this very country still be doing the same things to us that our, you know, grandparents were fighting against. Exactly. It's like, that is... The Wild fact that me, me and my like, grandma can have a conversation and now have experienced the same moment, but years apart, yeah, wild. you can't, you can't tell me like, you can't tell me there's not a problem going on, right? Yeah, like bullshit. you can't tell me, oh, why right. are you so upset about slavery? It happened so long ago. First of all, slavery never stopped happening. Never, like, mm, never. Hello. Slavery never stopped happening. Just because you put on your rose colored glasses, did it legally. Exactly. You put on your rose colored glasses and you don't see color. Well, baby, that yeah, that doesn't. Baby, mean, I'm black as fuck and I look cute, so I need you to see my color, hoes. Hello, that. I see every <laughs> color, baby. I'm glad that everybody feels empowered, and I'm glad like everybody feels like they have power. And I want everyone to really understand that like you have you have a role in right. this, like. Your voice matters, you know. Now is not the time to be calling on, you know, your favorite celebrities or your favorite influencers to speak Call for you. Like, open what your you black ass mouth. Right. It's like now. Open your mouth. Open your motherfucking purse. <laughs> yeah. oh, you need to fight for yourself. So it's like I love that we're all feeling so yeah. powerful, and we all feel like you know we can really make change because we can. It's just like yeah. we just have to believe it. And now I think we definitely oh, believe yeah. it, and we now see. Like, oh, okay, we can really shake it yeah. up in America. And I feel like All now right. that it's happening right in front of us, we feel more confident about actually having a change in it. Because, like, you know, mm-hmm. we we would just hear about people getting killed, and it's like, that shit happened in California, or that shit happened in New York, yeah. or wherever. And you're like, damn, I'm in Florida. What can I really do? But now you have an opportunity. This is worldwide. Exactly. Like, now you have an opportunity <laughs> to actually go out and get involved. And that's just what makes it even more real. Because, like, you, you hear the stories, you see the hashtags, you you read the headliner, but it's like, do you really feel what those people out there are feeling? And now that we get the chance to do that, it's just like, I like being able to walk away and take that with me. Like, 
that I, I participated mm-hmm. in this movement. Because like you said, it's not, it's, just, it's not just a moment. Like, it's a movement mm-hmm. now. Like, a whole movement. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Like, fuck was really on my right, tongue. Right. Like, I was just about to say that. I know of a lot of black people that haven't um, spoken out Mm -hmm. about what's happening. Um, At this point in time, I'm not surprised that a lot of non-black people (laughs) haven't spoken out. Stop telling white friends to do something. I mean, because then if if you have to force them to do something at that point, just go ahead and cut them off. Um, But as far as, you know, I understand that a lot of black people are going through a yeah. lot of emotions. I know uh, personally a lot of black people who usually speak out about stuff, they're they're tired of, you know, having to reiterate themselves. But then um a lot of black people who, you know, haven't spoken out about stuff, I would encourage them to speak right. out, to, you know, sign petitions, to, you know, if you have it, donate, you know, because I understand that it's a lot of emotions going on, but at the same time, nothing's going to change until we speak out about it, until they hear your voice. And I feel like our voice is powerful and we need to use it. So. When the question came about, about allyship and like what, what um, a good ally looks like, I don't feel like you have to be outgoing to be an ally either. Like sometimes all it takes is you for you to listen because like you're never truly going to understand like Jabria said when that came up you're never going to understand because you don't experience it your cousin isn't in jail you you can't you don't you don't have to worry about what you're wearing and the police harassing you or whatever you're never going to understand that but it's okay sometimes all it takes is for you to just excuse my language but all you have to do is like shut the fuck up and just listen because you don't always have to have an opinion like you don't understand something uh, at least keep an open mind. Like if you, I know people that originally had specific beliefs about um, the Black Lives Matter and the looting and all that stuff. But once they just sat back and listened and understood why we were doing what we were doing and why we felt the way we felt, they were like, okay, that makes sense. You're in the movement, so move wisely. <laughs> Period. Um, You're in the movement, so move wisely, ho. Period. And with that being said, I want to thank y'all for, um, you know, joining in on this conversation with me. And I'm so glad that all of y'all, like, really had something to add to this dialogue and something insightful. Because I feel like I already knew that, you know, you guys are just great. But for now, other people to now see that you're all great. And to follow all of y'all on socials, because y'all heard all their Instagrams at the beginning of the episode. So please follow all of them. And really keep up with, you know, these different Black yes. voices because I love them yes. and they're great. This so, was fun. This was fun. Yes. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Us. Thank you. This is the Listen to Black Women segment. Okay. And that's period. So every episode, you guys know I choose a Black girl that I think is really out here doing her shit and give her kudos because... I don't think black women are given the luxury of applauding ourselves and celebrating ourselves. Like celebrate them W's, sis. And today's W is for Ella Jones. Um, if you may have seen Ella Jones on headlines, on viral tweets, like it's everywhere right now because of, you know, the nation's just outcry for um justice and for, you know, a, a new system, a new something, a new cut, a new color, baby. 
So Ella Jones became the first African-American and the first woman elected mayor in Ferguson. Now, if you are not sure, Ferguson is actually where Michael Brown was murdered six years ago. So this is a big win for, you know, Ferguson natives and just for the people. Like, this is something that really does speak for itself. You know, Jones garnered 54% of votes you know, against her um, opponent. So it's like, this is a win for the people. This is a win for us. And this is just beautiful. She said, I've got work to do because when you're an African-American woman, they require more of you than they require of my counterpart. I know the people in Ferguson are ready to stabilize their community and we're going to work together to get it done. Period. Period, sis. Period. She understands that, you know, she... It's for the people, and it's really time for us to really start electing people who are, you know, trying to help us, that are really trying to help their people and their community, not even just them, to help Black people and just the community at large to be heard. Like, we need to start putting people in positions of power that are for us, that are not here to silence us, that are not here to perpetuate various stereotypes and put in legislation that's only going to hold us back. Now is the time for us to really make change. You know, um, Trayvon Martin's mother is actually running for a position in Miami. She's running for a council position. So if you are in Miami, vote for Sabrina Fulton. She's currently running for Miami-Dade County Commissioner. Make sure you get out here and elect these Black people to speak for other Black people in Black communities. Like, small wins will definitely help propel us to bigger wins. So if you can't go to protests or, you know, you don't have the the resources to put together initiatives or to aid in these different initiatives there are ways that you can help people please do not feel useless please do not feel like you know there's nothing that you can do there is definitely something you can do and there are ways that you can help your community outside of on the ground work what are these ways you may ask i'm here for you baby i got an itinerary so first thing you need to do open your purse open your purse okay if you have the opportunity to give to someone else or you have you know the the luxury to give to someone you know I understand that everybody may not financially be in a position to donate $200 but if you can donate that 20 or you could donate that five or even that 10 please do it there are various you know initiatives if you follow me on Instagram at rebellious Kiana I have an entire post about you know places that you can donate and please stop donating to the minnesota um bail fund i want to say that as well they have already stressed that they're not accepting any more donations they do not need any more money so please consider donating to brianna taylor consider donating to sean reed you know funds for other people and please look into the funds for um the protesters who've been shot with rubber bullets that are losing their eyes like Please just donate to whoever you whoever you see fit, honestly, but consider donating to all of these causes. Um, you can find all of the links in a card that's in my bio. I already gave you my Instagram, but it is at Rebellious Kiana, R-E-B-E-L-L-I-O-U-S-K-I-A-N-A. So if you need to find, you know, somewhere to donate, you can definitely find uh, an entire um, spreadsheet 
uh, in my bio. So in the link tree, it's called Black Lives Matter. Please press it. You can also find petitions there, which is number two on the itinerary, baby. Sign, sign, sign. Okay, that that is what's going to show these these leaders and show our government that we care. So sign petitions that, you know, are banning these forceful tactics. Stop the police from using rubber bullets. Stop the police from being able to pepper spray people in the eye. Like this, these tactics that they're using are not okay. Defund the police. This is what we need to do. Okay. This is very important. Like I'm being dead serious with y'all. Sign these petitions, please sign these petitions. This is what's going to show people that we care, okay? This is how you're going to use your voice, is to be a part of millions of people. Your one signature makes a difference. Please understand that. Sign petitions to open up Sandra Bland's case so that we can get real justice for her. Sign everything. Sign until you can't sign no more, baby. That's what I want, okay? And if you can, try to avoid change.org, but... If, you know, if if that's the petition you see, sign it. Don't donate, okay? <laughs> do you Please do not feel pressured to donate to change.org because the money that you give to change.org does not go to the families or to anyone affected. It's just simply for their um, company, which, you know, they, they have to keep themselves afloat. So if you feel inclined to donate to them, do it, but please also donate to the other grassroots organizations and Black Lives Matter funds. So please um, pay attention to the world around you. Please don't vote, not not vote, please don't donate to Sean King. Don't vote for Sean King either for anything, but do not donate to Sean King, okay? Please look up the receipts, baby. He, he doesn't have the receipts, for any of the funds. We don't know where his funds go to. We don't know what he does with the money that he takes from people in these times of racial tension and times of, you know, black outrage. He capitalized he capitalizes off of it, asks people for donations, say says that he's representing their family or that he's gonna do all this shit and he's supposed to be the Black Lives Matter warrior. No, this man literally is stealing money. So please do not don't give a penny to Sean King, okay? Because we don't know where his money is going and he not getting none of my money. So that's just period. Don't do not give that man any of your money, child. You can you can literally do a Google search on Sean King and it will give you all of the receipts as to why you should not give your money to him. But if you can't find a girl, go on Twitter. They got all the tea. Anyways, third thing on the itinerary. Vote. Please vote. Please vote. Please vote. Now, this this is important in the long run because, of course, you know, that's that's where the real change is going to come outside of, you know, signing petitions. But it's also a matter of you have to you have to put some some action, put some pep in your step. Okay, so vote in, you know, our presidential elections, November. Make sure you are registered. Stay informed on these candidates. Now, you know, the the race is looking pretty crazy right now. It's looking it's looking it's looking terrible for us. I'm not gonna hold y'all. Listen, they had us they had us in the first quarter, but in the third quarter, baby, we are exhausted. We it's it's not looking good for the home team. But just try to stay informed. Please 
do your do your Googles, baby. Do your research and vote for who, you know, is best for you. Please, please do not vote for Donald Trump. Please don't vote for him. Please don't vote for him. But Joe Biden is trash too, so it's <laughs> at this point. Just just don't give us another year of another four years of just unrest. Please, please don't give us another four years of just terrifying I don't even know. Just <laughs> please, please don't please don't make us have to deal with this man again. But I know some of y'all feel like this man does things or whatever the fuck. And, you know, whatever. But also, please understand that if you vote for Donald Trump at this point, stay away from me because there's no excuse for his actions. But there's also no excuse for Joe Biden. So just just do just do your Googles. That's all I'm going to say. And research your state's primary so that you can vote for these local, smaller elections, um, your mayors, your commissioners, your your council representatives. Please pay attention to them because these are the people that are making changes locally. So these are the people that are speaking for your community. You're electing people to be representation for you. So make sure that, you know, you electing the right people so that we don't have to deal with bullshit on the bigger scale. If we deal, if we handle it on the lower scale, we don't have to deal with an entire monster of just racism, prejudice, discrimination. Let's let's eradicate that at the local level, and then we can move into a more successful future, and we can move to a place where you know we actually do feel like there are people in positions of power that do care about us and want want the people to be happy because right now we're just seeing a lot of what makes money what is going to make the government happy and not what is going to make the people happy so please 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 do all of these three things and there's probably many more things that you can do um but please 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 make sure you donate make sure you sign the petitions and make sure that you vote okay and that that's all that I got to say. Rebellious Kiana out of here. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. I love all of the guests and I love all of you guys. And I'm so grateful for everyone who um, pays attention to my platform at all. So I appreciate y'all. Look forward to another episode that will be coming to you soon, baby. It's coming faster than I can even Put it into words, okay? It's it's coming fast. I was gone. I was out of here for a couple of months. But I need to give y'all the content that y'all need. And y'all need to hear... Y'all need to hear some things. So please look forward to more from your girl. I love y'all. And I'm out. Period.